A second line is a dance where everybody is happy and they're doing how they feel. They don't necessarily have any set steps to do. Mm. They're just getting down. Oh, this feel good. Turn me up. Hi hat. Yeah. Uh. Bring the beat. She been do it like she get in the heat. Sound system like a wave. She rocked in the heat. Southern girls do it better. You take the feet. Setting up a pound's holes. You take the seat. Buzz it for me. Buzz it for me. Buzz it for me. Buzz it for me. Louis and Mobass matching the seats. Got a mean head, the bait matches. He hops, touching on your hoes. Trick, wash the feet. The time is slowed down. Bitch, never me. Buzz it for 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 me. In case you niggas been missing and I've been giving you hits You've been sleeping on bitches and I've been looking up it I said, hell, I'm you hoes, make it easy That's what we do, babe, man, we do it all week Bust it for me 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 Feed me with the beat Welcome back to Another episode of the Perfect Blend podcast in your motherfucking ass. Okay, listen. I know I've been gone for quite some time. It's been like what a month. I think it's been a month, like going on two months. Yeah, my last episode was February fifth, and um, I want to get right into it and just explain where I've been and what I've been up to um the this past these past two months basically you know so after my last episode on February 5th I didn't share this um I don't believe I did in my last episode I don't think I mentioned it at all um you know for the sake of my friend and their privacy and also to me not really knowing what was going on, you know? And I don't know if you all recall, but there was a friend of mine who um, was on an episode um, of the Perfect Blend podcast last year. And um, I believe it was 2020, um, April of 2020, when we did that episode together. Um, forgive me if I forget the time, because these last two years, so much has been going on, and 2020 was such a blur with everything going on with COVID-19, and I'm not trying to use COVID as an excuse, but it genuinely, it just feels like 2019 and 2020 was kind of blurred, because 2020, we were all kind of, we were all a little bit detached, you know, and I think that, um, anywho, my friend Daly was on an episode of the Perfect Blend podcast in the past, and it was the episode in which we 
discussed um, Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. And um, it was a really, really good episode. And um, actually, let me see what number that was. There's been so much going on, y'all. Forgive me, okay? But let's let's see. I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, that was in 2019. Gosh, time goes by fast. Oh, my gosh. That was in 2019. I think it was. Oh, my God, what episode was my homeboy on? No, this was... This was 2020. Oh, Jesus. This was February. This was February 9th of 2020. Jesus. So exactly a year later. Oh, time. Oh, that is so eerie. That is so eerie. Yeah, so this was in 2020, February. Because I remember the world was so... Everything was so open and it was raining. I remember it raining when we recorded that episode. And um, as you all know, we're here in LA. And um, he, he stayed in Long Beach. And I remember driving out there recording with him and um it was magic it was magic and um anywho i've been gone um because daily has passed and um he has he has passed and um Daily was, and I'm not going to spend too much time on this because um, in, the, in the near future, I'm actually going to be doing a tribute episode to Daily, um, Mr. Daily Moore, Mr. Daily Thoughts. Um, but my friend passed. Um, yes. And this situation shook me, I'm not going to lie. And I'm not, I'm not making his death about me at all, but as someone who was close to him and around him, you know? Um, it's, it's crazy. I, I can't even, when I tell you, I've never experienced this before. I've never, um, I've lost people, right? But not someone so like close to me yet. Like my parents are still living, although I don't have a relationship with them. Um, but I've lost family members and things of that nature. And even even though some of those deaths didn't make sense to me, right? I think that we were so far removed from each other um, to where I was able to understand it and, you know, process it. And um, forgive the background noise, you guys. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I was able to to process it, you know, um, and, and I was so far removed from that particular individual, whether it was a family member or even a friend from high school. Like last year, it was this one girl I went to high school with who died out of nowhere. She died suddenly and her family still hasn't said how she died. And me and her, we weren't necessarily close in high school. Right. But she was a, she was an associate. I would say or more, you know, you say hi and bye. Um, and you know, she was super popular on campus and um yeah forgive the background noise y'all I apologize for that I know this microphone picks up on everything but bear with me <laughs> but um yeah you know I, I've lost a few people but not someone so close not like a peer yet and he just turned 30 and um you know maybe in my next episode I'll disclose 
the reason, but I don't, I really don't feel that that's important, but, or as to how it occurred, but I kind of don't feel like that's important. But, you know, what is important is um, that this was someone who was a friend of mine. And, you know, especially with me being, um, you know, a trans woman and being, and being in the community, you know what I mean? Like, him being a trans male, you know, and us having and having that connection and that bond and that mutual respect for each other, you know, with our blackness and and our involvement in the community and us being, you know, figures in this community who haven't necessarily been recognized, right? And it's not really for that, but but we definitely have done the work, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, it's it's just shocking that he's not here and. Um, I'm still processing it. It's still shocking. I, you know, I, what I could say is that I felt shell shocked. You, you all know the equivalent, and I've never been in the army or anything, right? But the equivalent of someone who was shell shocked, like in the army, I guess, or you know what I'm saying, or the navy. Like that's kind of how it feels. I just, when I got the news, I was absolutely in a daze, and um, yeah. It's crazy. We, me and him were just on the phone a few months ago and we were, we were celebrating Jasmine Sullivan's new EP. That was the last episode I did. It was called Holes and something, I think. One of the last episodes I did. The last one I think was Clubhouse, Hotels or some shit I did. But, um, but no, like I, I really, um, it shook me y'all. And I, and I still absolutely feel like I'm in shock. I still, it feels weird not having him around. It feels it feels unusual, right? Um, and I've been trying to be strong, you know. Um, a day before he died was the first day at my new job. And um, I remember at that time he was in the hospital. And I was so worried because I wasn't, you know, getting good news or anything, you know, like um, from, from his um, best friend, closest friend, you know, from, from his, one of his best friends, you know, contacted me and, you know, um, yeah, she contacted me and kind of kept me up to par on everything. You know, she did actually, not kind of, she did. And all in all daily, you know, thank you for joining the Perfect Blend podcast. And not, not only just that, thank you for being a genuine friend and, and uh, being who you are and being you and living in your truth authentically as a man and, um, you know, as a trans man, especially. And it's just, our bond was so special. And he, he was by far my first trans friend. Like I never really have had a, a trans friend where we had an authentic friendship as, you know, not before him, you know what I mean? And I'm building new friendships with um, a trans person and she'll probably stop by on this podcast very soon. But, um, but yeah, like, I, you know, I, I definitely cannot believe it. And, um, so send me love, send me prayers, you know, that's why I was gone. And, um, I know I feel like I apologize every episode because consistency is something that is so hard, but I really, really love doing this podcast and, um, I really love sharing pieces of me with you all. And um, for the for the few listeners that I do have who actually take the time to subscribe and leave me comments, although I'm not 
you know, as popular as my peers, you know, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, it's interesting because I'm around, right? But I, I haven't had like a big push or anything like that behind me. I definitely have been doing this on my own, you know what I mean? And so for those of you who, who really rock with me and support the Perfect Blend podcast, I truly appreciate you because it's been so many times where life situations like this occur, where y'all have heard me talk about my struggles with homelessness and how, you know, in 2019, I had lost my place that I worked so hard to find, you know, um, due to some roommates trying to try me, you know, and it's like these different challenges, these huge challenges in my life. And then flash forward to 2020 and, you know, I, I finally, finally finished college and I finally uh, made a big step in my transition, you know what I mean? And and not only that, you know, I've I've let go of people, I've, you know, lost a few friends, gained new friends, et cetera, you know, just these different life experiences, right? Um, I thank you for allowing me to to hold this space and um, be a human. <laughs> I think there's so many times that that's often um, not allotted to, to girls like myself and boys like daily or men like daily, you know what I mean? Women like myself, men like daily, you know? I think that a lot of people... Um, often write us off, you know, they don't see our struggle. And, and you know what, I think they see it, but, but in their, in their minds, it's not valid to them because we're a sin and we're wrong and, and we're freaks and we're this and we're, you know, sexual deviants and all these different things. Right. But, you know, I, I feel that oftentimes our humanity is often completely, completely erased and we are just so disrespected, you know, and, for me, I that's I think that's one of my main goals with this show. Out outside of the bullshit that I talk and the funny shit and the salacious shit that you all really, really like, you know, I'm really a human and I'm really a person. And um oftentimes that's not allotted to me. So I always have to repeat that to people, even the people who know me and and you know, fuck with me and all that shit. So many people are barely coming around to respecting us. They're barely coming around to realizing, oh, you are a person. Oh, you know, you do matter. You do have feelings. You do, you do have a brain. You know, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You, you do think. You do. You you are artistic. You you do know how to speak. You do know how. Like so many people don't even give that to us. It's so fucking crazy. But you know, um, thank you for allowing me to to share this space and for you supporting the show if you are listening. Like, it's been so hard. And I know y'all probably be mad at me because I have my little gaps where I kind of disappear. But like I said previously, you know, when I disappear, it's for valid reasons. It's for valid reasons. And um, this is something that I love to do. And um, I'm, I'm really happy and um, I'm really happy to still be doing this. So while I might be going through a lot of challenges in my personal life and, you know, adjusting to this new job and, and dealing with things, you know, and, and dealing with life, you know, and um, it's so good. It feels so good. I mean, even sitting in the seat right now, like I feel warm. I feel... I just, I feel really good to be, to be doing the show. And um, yeah, so send me some love, you know, send me some support and, you know, prayers to, to Daly's family and his friends and, and um, yeah. So that's where I've been. I have been, you know, once I got word about his passing um, and his transition, you know, out of the physical body, you get what I'm saying? His transition out of the physical shell, um, 
I had to immediately go to work and I, I had to turn myself off. And I know that sounds crazy, right? But I had to turn myself off just to function. And that was probably the hardest thing. And like I said, I will do another, I'll do an actual dedication episode to him, but I just want to share with you all how I've been processing this grieving. And I know this might be a little heavy and I'm trying my best to push through and and not weigh y'all down. Because I know we all going through our own shit, right? But I, I want y'all to know that, you know, we all in this together. You feel me? Like I, like grieving is so foreign to me. I think I, I've had other forms of grieving, but, but death is like, wow, like that's, that shit, you know, I think initially when I found out I was shocked and then I got really angry. I had, I felt so angry and just so frustrated about, you know, him not being here and his life being cut short so early. And he just turned 30 last year. He's a Virgo, you know, just turned 30. And he had all these goals. He wanted to go back to school. He wanted to launch his own podcast. You know, he was planning his own show and, you know, um, asking me for feedback and his other friends for feedback about his logo and everything, you know? So I think, I think my anger was kind of like, oh, like he, he has so much coming, you know? And it just, it, it really shows you that life is truly, truly short. And we all don't understand that because we're living it. You know, we're, we're caught in this, we're caught in the present. So we all don't understand that even if we have conversations about it, we all can't fathom it and process it until it's our time to come. Right. But, you know, um, to see to 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 be a part of this and and to feel this it is something that is really heavy and um i honestly think that i have like been a little and y'all know i'm i'm pretty private right like i think i i kind of open up a little bit but not too much but i think i've kind of been in a dark place um you know, a little depressed, a little bit in a dark mood, but still pushing through, right? You know, still showing up, you know, still still showing up for people, still showing up for others, you know, still so still showing up and, and working and and trying my best to to keep my head up as best as I can, right? And you step out into the world and you you get hit left and right with with haymakers, you know, you get, you get hit with haymakers, you get hit with different tests and different challenges. Right. And I think the situation, it shook me because I was like, Oh my God, I I did not like, this is crazy. Like I did not even, you know what I mean? Like crazy. I'm, I'm happy that he and I did have a final phone conversation back in January, you know, right before he passed, you know, um, he passed on February 6th, but, um, yeah, it's just, I, I found myself getting up every day and having to just, having to just, you know, push it somewhere else, not necessarily forget about it. Right. But, but not even put it to the back burner. Right. But for me to function, I had to move it to somewhere else inside of me so I could, have a light on and have my attention on, you know, to, to still functioning and still getting up every day. And, and what I, what I will say is that these, these times are so chaotic and, you know, that's why I opened up with that song called Don Richard Busted for me. Cause I wanted something that beat, you know, I wanted something lively. I wanted something that made me feel alive and made me feel joyous. And, um, Don, I don't know if y'all know who Don Richard is. Sorry, not Don Richard, Don Richard from Danity Kane. Uh, she was, a, a former um, founding member of Danity Kane. And um, 
Anywho, she's a solo artist and she's killing it. Black girl, R&B, electronic, folk, all these different genres. Anyways, that's her latest single. One of her latest singles called Bust It For Me. Okay, Bust It For Me. I Bust It For Me. I love that record. So, you know, I wanted something that beat. So go check her out. Her album is called Second Line. I know I love music. I'm a music head. I listen to a lot of different people, but she's one of the artists who I've been like a huge fan of her solo stuff too. Not only Danity Kane, but her solo records. Um, so check that out. But yeah, I wanted to open up the show with something I beat because I'm one of them people where even when I get down, right? Trust me, I get down and it hurts, right? But I also like to feel, you know, I like to, I like to pick myself up and, you know, I, I do think with, with this process, um, of just accepting, you know, his, um, you know, his transition and making peace with it. I've had to get to a place where I think initially when I found out, right, I was running around, hanging out with everybody because I was so scared to be alone. I was so scared to be at home, you know, in, in these four walls with my thoughts, right? But that didn't, that didn't go nowhere because, you know, over the past weekend, those thoughts still hit me. I still found myself grieving a little bit. I, I still had a good weekend and I got out a little bit, but there were points where I was like, you know what? You need to sit in this. You need to sit in this, K. Like, you got to sit in this pain. That's the only way you're going to move on. And I wrote a little bit. I wrote a little bit in my journal or whatever. I didn't write enough. You know, I find myself sometimes because I love writing. I love writing and I love Y'all know me. I'm a very expressive person. You know, um, I love writing. I love words. I, you know, I love music. You know, and but sometimes when I'm processing pain or when I'm running from it, I tend to not do it right. So I'll, I'll disappear from the podcast. I won't write. Um, and it's funny because I'll be around people, and I'm like dying on the inside. You know what I mean? And so you know, I know that my listeners this. You, you all have probably lost someone for sure. And rather it's a friend, a family, or a lover, you know, the hurt is there, you know, and um, you feel, you feel, you feel, you feel numb. You feel like something has been ripped from, from you, from your soul, you know, and um, you feel numb and, um, and then you feel, you feel, you feel denial, you feel bargaining, you feel, you feel all the different steps, right? I was over here reading steps and, not wanting to talk to people and going to work and, you know, try my best to just smile and, you know, push through it, you know, and yeah. Anyways, rest in, in heaven, my dear friend. Um, I love and appreciate you. And I know that, um, I know that our bond was something that was magnetic and real and, and um, yeah. So shout out to Daily Moore. And thank you for tuning into the Perfect Blend podcast. That's where I have been. So let's get into a Yes Queen Award. So as you all know, Yes Queen Award is something that I do um, where I highlight a woman or a femme um, in the community who's killing it. And um, somebody who I want to highlight, and you probably don't know who they are, they identify as they, them, theirs. And I just think that they are so beautiful. And I see them on my timeline. Their name is B-Hawk, B-Hawk Snipes. And B-Hawk is a non-binary social activist for change that identifies they, them, theirs. I first found B-Hawk on one of my favorite YouTube channels called um, The Skin Deep. 
Now, I'm gonna give y'all a quick synopsis as to why I love the Skin Deep. So the Skin Deep is fucking kick-ass because I feel like in the day and age that we're in, you see so many people who are so against relationships. They're against all relationships. Like when you get on social media, when you watch television, when you read these different books or just all these different mediums of media, right? It's And even in music, it's, it's this repeated energy of I'm by myself, fuck people, you know, F these bitches, you know, F these, these N-words, you know, whatever. Gotta, I'm saying N-words because, you know, I might have some new listeners now, you guys. So girls, a girl has to clean up her image a little bit. No, but <laughs> but no, you know, it's this constant rhetoric of of like, you know, I, I got it on my own. I ain't got no feelings. Fuck everybody, right? And I, I really don't feel like that's healthy. I don't. I get why people do that, but it's not healthy because that that energy is constantly pushing away opportunities to find support and love in different forms, not even just romantically, but from your family, from your friends. And I get that people have been done wrong, but it's about figuring out how to put yourself around people who do you right. And that's, that's in all relationships, you know? So the reason why the skin deep attracted me is because I found myself, I love YouTube too. I'm scared to get on it and put out my own content, but I love watching it. (laughs) So, um, I find myself looking up relationship, you know, conversations and dialogue on YouTube, right? And I stumbled upon the skin deep and that's how I found B-Hawk. And B-Hawk did a beautiful episode with a trans man and uh, they were friends, but they, I think they were kind of talking on the low, low. I forgot that individual's name, but B-Hawk has done like, I think two episodes on the skin deep. Anyways, that's how I found B-Hawk Snipes and I followed them on social media. And um, they recently are in a post episode three. Hopefully I'm not too loud on this microphone, my loves. But um, they, they did post episode three and I'm sorry, season three. And uh, y'all excuse me, that's, that's a dog. Sorry. That's <laughs> that's my neighbor's dog. She gets kind of feisty sometimes when she hears us. Anyways, or she hears me. But um, yeah, I found I found B Hawk Snipes on there. And they identify as they, and they are just phenomenal. I just appreciate how fierce they are. And congratulations on getting on to Pose Season 3. You are kicking ass. And... Um, you know, you are beautiful. You are fucking fierce. You stand up for the girls, and it's something about Behawk and and that and that. Not only are they non-binary, but their confidence and the way that they just, just, just pivot and 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 operate. I just think is so beautiful, and I think that, um, that they're fucking phenomenal. So they get a yes queen award from me. Um, who else? Uh. Who else has been kind of that I've been kind of feeling and I've just been kind of, oh, I think that's it for now. Y'all know I'd be giving out these Yes Queen Awards like crazy, but um, yeah, so that's my Yes Queen Award. Let's get into our first few topics. Now I'll keep this episode short and sweet. Celebrity gossip, I'll, I'll give you a disclaimer. I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of over it. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I love celebrity gossip, but I think lately my headspace, I've just been very much so like, okay, I need to focus on my real life and I need to just keep myself grounded enough to get by because I'm all that I got. 
And <laughs> so even when I'm on social media and I, I hit the blogs, I'll skim because I'd be bored. But it's so fucking redundant. You know, these stupid ass fucking celebrities, you know, and I, I don't want to call all of them stupid. But, you know, we see all the shenanigans online. And, you know, some of it is entertaining and some of it is not, you know, we're all just kind of watching these people live their lives, you know, every single day and we report on it and we talk shit and we trash them and we expose them, right? And, you know, but I I have found myself getting exhausted with that sometimes. And I know last summer I was in that same place where I was like, I don't want to fucking talk about these stupid people. Like real shit is going on right now. Like I, I could give a rat's ass about what celebrity ate what or who did what or who slept with who. I don't give a fuck. You know, that's that's where I was at last summer. And then I snapped out of it and I was like, I love this because I do enjoy it. You know, this is a hobby of mine. This is something that, you know, celebrity gossip and stuff and blogs have been something that, that I've paid attention to since literally I was a kid, you know, and I was watching, you know, um, you know, the tabloids and, and television and stuff like that and Channel E and Wendy Williams and, you know, all these different mediums and, and then CMZ popped up on the scene and then, you know, social media popped up off, you know, came into the scene and took full throttle and completely changed what we know as, as tabloids a little bit and celebrity culture, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of been where I'm at. But I'll give you my, my three opinions on a few things that's been going on. So we're going to start with Lil Mama, right? Now, Lil Mama, oh, I got to come for her because her monkey ass got up on hearing. Yes, I said monkey ass because she is showing her fucking ass, all right? And I don't want to trash nobody, but some people deserve to be trashed. <laughs> no, but for real, Lil Mama, she was on Instagram Live last week making some comments about the trans community. This is not her first time at the rodeo. You know, she always has these feelings about trans transgender people and and, LG, and gay people and L, in the LGBT community. But she specifically, you know, has has this irritation with trans women in specific. So she was on Instagram Live talking to some fucking dumbass guy. And, you know, they definitely have this, you know, this, this whole type energy, which is, you know, not something that I subscribe to, you know, but but they definitely have that particular energy, you know, to each his own, do you, whatever. And um, basically trans came into the conversation and trans children and trans kids and specifically Zaya Wade. And basically she just said some, some problematic things about why she basically, you know, doesn't support it due to her not, basically due to, to the whole trans conversation harming children are harming youth and how she doesn't feel that kids should be allowed to transition and have their genitals, you know, this disclaimer, trigger warning, but have their genitals cut off, et cetera. She says some really vulgar things. You get me in. By the way, little mama, look, you have to be 17 year old, 17 years old. Sorry, y'all. I'm a little sleepy. 17 years old and have consent from your parents to um to even do that process. So the girl just basically doesn't have any fucking knowledge. And basically she's just against trans people. So I, we're all entitled to our opinion, right? Even hers is problematic and it's not right. You know what I'm saying? But she's entitled to her opinion. I think there's, I think there's some, some cisgender people, and if you don't know what cisgender is, go fucking research it because I always have to explain this shit. I need y'all to get on Google and type this shit in if you're new, if you're new to this shit, okay? But <laughs> basically, um, some cis people, I think that they forget that we know who we are, right? And they get so agitated when they see other communities and other people, specifically LGBT people, thrive and and demand respect. And you know, I to me to this day, I still don't understand why it's such a threat. 
to to women like her. You know, um, I mean, I, I could see why it's a threat, but you shouldn't be so worried about other people. Like, even if you disagree with it, you know, she always feels the need to stand on a soapbox and preach about how trans is not right, et cetera, and how this is the agenda against the black man and all this fucking bullshit, right? Like, you know, this is this is an agenda against everyone. Oh my God, this is an agenda against our... Okay, great. We've heard this narrative again and again. Great. You know, you're you as a black woman, you're contributing to the constant division that you cry so much about, you know, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You're, you're also contributing to it. But, um, you know... Oh, she, she also made a comment after she was basically trolling trans people and saying how she doesn't agree and all this stuff and how it's against this, how it's against that. She was just like, you know, <laughs> she was like, so I'm trans. She posted something on her Instagram. This shit had me laughing. I don't go fucking lie. I was laughing at this little mama shit the whole fucking time, y'all. She was all like, I'm transphobic, yet y'all been calling me Lil Bow Wow. When I, t- <laughs> when I tell y'all I was fucking laughing so fucking hard. But anyways, I... I love seeing her be trolled because she always has something to say. And in the past, on um, it was a dance show called I think it was called oh it was a dance competition show. I think I don't know if it's called Dance Revolution. Y'all remember it was this popular dance show that Laomi was on. Laomi was a trans woman, a black trans woman, and she was a vulgar. Um, she goes by Wonder Woman, and she's she's really popular in the ball scene. So go look up uh, Miss Laomi. Um, Laomi is sickening. Anyways, it's a popular dance show that was out about 15 years ago, I think. It was a long time. It was like almost 20 years ago the show was out. Oh, I remember the show because I would watch it. It was a dance competition. So you think you can dance or something? It was a dance competition show with uh, dance groups, right? And they would all compete. And I think it was on UPN. It was way back in the... Oh, I feel old as fuck, y'all. This was out literally, I think, when I was like... 14 13 this was out a long time ago this was out i like dead ass like 17 fucking years ago like anyways um amazing show anyways uh little mama made a comment yeah this was when i was a freshman in high school i think yeah she made a comment to um to laomi talking about and it had nothing to do with laomi's performance in her show right but basically, Leomi is very acrobatic. She's very talented. She could do backflips. She could do everything. Basically, Lil Mama told her that she's such a good dancer because she's a man. And basically told her that she should know who she is and that basically she's not a woman. So she took that moment to, like, read her. Go look up the stupid-ass clip on fucking YouTube. You know, she she took a moment to, to read her and, I guess, put her in her place and remind her of who she truly was, which is what most cis women try to do with, with trans women sometimes. You know, they, they see a trans woman and they're like, oh, bitch, you think you get them by? You think you're beautiful? You, th- you think you that? You think you're talented? You think you that? Oh, let me remind me. Let me remind you of who you really are just in case you forgot. And it's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, y'all act like people don't know that they fucking transitioned. Like, get, I, you know, that's what irritates me about people like Lil Mama. You know, so Lil Mama, you can go and fucking crawl in, in the hole that you came out of because nobody asked you for your opinion. And I get that we live in an age now where everyone has an opinion. Hell, even me, you know, somebody could say that to me, like, you know, who the fuck are you, Kay? Shut your fucking mouth. Nobody wants to listen to you. No one gives a rat's ass about your opinion. You know, you know, a lot, we all have opinions. You know, we all live in an age where... um 
everyone has an opinion. Everyone is on their phone. Everyone is triggered. Everybody is, oh my God, I have to say what I have to say. I don't like this. I hate it. I'm going to say what I got to say. I don't like this community. <laughs> you know, everybody feels that way. And, you know, little mama is one of the people who should just focus on herself. It's like, you're always pressed and worried about other people and not worried about you. You know, I remember when she was getting booked and she was on all these these appearances on these shows. And I'm like, how is she still getting booked? Like, she's not even that talented. Like, how is this girl getting jobs? You know, but it is what it is. You know, little mama, you always have something to say. Um, it is what it is. You're, you're nothing new. You get me? You're just like everyone else in these comments. You feel me? He talks shit about the community. But I get it. I get that people, ha you know, and this is the thing. I think a lot of straight heterosexual cisgender people, they don't understand. This is how I look at it how I look at it is that you don't have to agree with people, bro. Like, you don't have to, you know, she's over here coming at fucking Zaya Wade. That's Dwayne Wade's uh, daughter, you know, and she's trans and Gabrielle Union's daughter, you know, um, trans girl, you know, and Zaya Wade recently did a talk with Michelle Obama, right? So little mama was also talking about that and was just saying how, oh my God, you know, this is a bad influence to the children in America, you know, the fact that you have this 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 black, you know, boy and she was misgendering Zaya and just a mess. I believe she was misgendering her. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but she was basically misgendering that girl. And, you know, um, just talking about her and just saying how she disagrees with it. But no one cares. Like, and I think that some people forget that, right? But I, I think that I think that a lot of people get mad at us because now we are confident, right? And we've always been confident, but I think that now where we are today, you know, we're here, you know, and I think that even with the negative and the backlash that comes with it, right? It's like a double-edged sword when you are a trans when you are a trans person and you are invisible. It's such a double-edged sword because you get people who praise you, right? You get people who are so in awe of you and they tell you how strong you are. And oh my God, you're so strong and so courageous and yay. You know, you have that. And then you have people who are just like, oh my God, they're taking over. They're spreading. <laughs> like, And we're not even that huge of a population. It's fucking crazy. It's like, it's not even that many of us, you know, and we're, we're so regular people, you know, we're so capable, you know, we're, we're so talented. We're so beautiful. Even if we are sex workers, even if we are, you know, looked down upon, even if we are these different things, you know, like, we are so beautiful people and we have so much to, to bring to the table. You know what I mean? We're more than just how we identify. And I just, I can't wait, you know, cause right now we're in this, this, what you see right now is like this trans renaissance, right? We see all these popular transgender advocates and figures and celebrities just coming out of the woodworks, right? Everybody is all of a sudden, let me not say all of a sudden, that sounds shady, but everyone is, you know, really, really, getting on, you see what I'm saying, due to their transition and, and, and things of that nature to where it's becoming more normalized. And these conversations are being had. And you see you see trans people being attacked by number 45 and the president and so forth. You get me? So you see all of this on a national level, on a pop culture level, Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox and Janet Mock, mind you, Laverne Cox and Janet and even Isis King were making their marks first before Caitlyn, but that's not the conversation for another day. But, um, <laughs> you know, basically now we're in a time where, where trans people in specific are currently the, 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 uh, the new kind of like the, the, the uproar, you get me? Where, you know, 
so, you know, we are in these conversations and, you know, everyone all of a sudden has these feelings about us because we're not hiding anymore. You know, people can't deny us anymore. You know, like we're, we're, we're stepping out and we're stepping into different lanes and, and we're getting different career paths and we're showing people that we're capable, you know, so it comes with it, you know, but I just wish she would shut the fuck up. Next topic. And that's, that's in regards to little mama. Cause I'm sick of her fucking ass. She always has something to fucking say. And yes, I'm cussing on here. Forgive me if I'm cussing, but she always has something to say. It's like, girl, shut up. You always have something to say. I didn't watch the Grammys. I saw clips of it because I was a little over it, but I definitely tuned into, you know, my boo, Megan Thee Stallion. You know, I love her. Congrats to her. She got three Grammys. That's my baby. Um, Nicki Minaj still hasn't gotten a Grammy, but this is something that they do to her every year. You know, Nicki definitely has, has left her mark and she is definitely a trailblazer. She is a, a, a culture Nicki Minaj to me has definitely moved the culture of female rap and rap in general. She gives a lot of people a run for their fucking money when it comes to that mic and when it comes to her rapping, you know? So a lot of the greats haven't gotten Grammys. You get what I'm saying? And um, this is a repeated thing where with Nicki Minaj, it's like she accomplished so much to where it's like, that girl deserves like 30 Grammys by now, you know? But that's the industry. You know, the industry is bullshit and it's politics and that comes with it. And some people benefit from those politics and some people don't. And, but, you know, um, I want Megan to revel in her, revel in her joy. I think that Megan earned it. I think that Megan worked her ass off to get where she is. I think that Megan is highly talented lyrically. Um, I know a lot of people don't like her first album, but um, I think it's great. And I love her mixtapes you know, more than her first album, but I love her first album as well. And I love Magnus Stallion. I think that she, um, she gives it to you. And I think that she still has room to grow. She's still a new artist, you get me? But she's pumping out her material. She writes her own shit. She's serious about it, even though people criticize her for being overly sexual and twerking all the goddamn time. Why can't she twerk all the time? God damn it. You all are just so critical. Fuck, let a bitch have fun. We have to be serious all the time. Y'all be twerking at home. Shit, everybody fucking twerk. Shit. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm just being honest. You know, we all be so serious all the time. I don't know why y'all be acting like y'all don't be getting down behind closed doors. Okay, everybody be trying to act like they so, oh, she twerks all the time. Oh my gosh, she cusses. She's so overly like Y'all, okay, y'all acting like y'all ain't ever seen a woman do this before. Like, oh my God. Sometimes, you know, social media is fun, but sometimes... I wish it didn't exist sometimes. I don't know. Because people are so fucking annoying. They just, ugh. This comments drain my soul. But anyways, hopefully Nikki gets a Grammy one day. I don't really see that happening because she did have a falling out with one of the Grammy heads. I think his name is Kenny or some shit like that. So she did have a falling out with him because um, he didn't want her to perform Roman's Revenge back when her first al- when her second album came out. And um, she performed it anyway. They wanted her. They wanted her to perform another single, and she didn't want to do it. And then, you know, Nikki is a very strong woman. And you know, whenever you're a difficult, whenever you're a strong woman, let's not even call her difficult. Whenever you're a strong woman, especially if you're black, people often want you to shut the fuck up and and deal with their bullshit. You get me? Like, whenever you speak up for yourself and you say something is not right, people write you off as being a bitch. They write you off as talking too much. They write you off as being a 
arrogant and being a dickhead and being all these different things when you want to do what you want to do. You get me? And I think that Nikki has definitely, um, she's not perfect. I love I love Nikki and I'm a Barb, but I'm an objective fan. Please nobody drag me. I love Nikki Minaj dearly. She's not perfect. She has her ways, but Nikki has worked her ass off to get where she is. You get me? And um, and I definitely think that she is amazing. I think that she is a queen. I think that, you know what I'm saying? The crown has definitely, <laughs> it's Nikki. You get me? Although she did little Kim wrong and little Kim is the mama. You feel me? Nikki Minaj has definitely left her mark on this goddamn planet. Nikki Minaj will be remembered to the end of time. You get me? She has definitely did her shit. And um, for hip hop, you know, so hopefully she gets a Grammy. You know, honestly, at this point, I don't think Nicki Minaj cares. I think Nicki Minaj knows her place. I think Nicki Minaj, she knows, she knows that she's that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she, I'm saying, I'm saying the B word in an empowering way, but you know, she, she knows. Nicki Minaj knows that she has nothing to prove, you know? So a Grammy is something that in the music industry, you know, people, that's like one of those things where it's like, I have a Grammy, I'm there. Boom. I'm a Grammy. I'm a Grammy award winning. You get me? Uh, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. But Nikki has gotten every other award and Nikki Minaj is, you know, I'm ready for the next album. Congrats her and her child. I know she's been kind of laying low. I love Nikki. Um, Lil Nas X. So this is my last topic for the night because I'm kind of sleepy. And then I'll come back with another episode in a few days. Um, but I wanted to give y'all something short and sweet and just update y'all where I've been. And I hope, I know it's probably one of my best episodes, but um, Lil Nas X dropped this uh, new song called Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Um, you know, Lil Nas X had a really, really big hit with Old Town Rodeo and um yeah, you know, that that was definitely a hit where Lil Nas X has made history and it was so shocking. And, you know, Lil, Lil Nas X, he is a Black gay man, a part of the Rainbow family. And, you know, I love Lil Nas X. I think he is, you know, fine as hell. Sorry. It's so cute. Anyways. Um, yeah, anyways. Lil Nas X released a video. Um, and in the video... <laughs> I love it because Lil Nas X put on like a lace front and had on like these these boxer briefs and like these these heels on like these boots like these knee high thigh high boots and he was like stripping on a stripper pole all the way down from heaven and then stripped all fell down the pole and landed in hell and then gave the devil a lap dance child so the video is very you know symbolic and it has the devil in it and angels and shit like that and you know. Of course, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, this is so demonic, the, the end of times, et cetera, right? Yeah, so of course it caused controversy. But, you know, here's my thing. And then we're going to get to the Nike Satan shoe thing that everyone is fucking freaking out about. And everyone is like, oh my God, how could he do this? This is terrible. Oh my God. You guys, this is PR101, Okay. It's a shock value. This is, you get me, and it works. I mean, it's, it's you know, Lil Nas X has managed to stay extremely relevant, has managed to do what he wants to do and grow within himself. And 
I I think it's a good key. I'm fucking laughing at this shit because I just love how everyone is freaking out. Like everyone is fucking freaking out. And it's just like, you know, it reminds me of like 10 years ago, um, you know, when Rihanna was like really dropping her albums and we had, we had like Rihanna, 10, 15 years ago, we had Rihanna, Lady Gaga, uh, Beyonce, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. Um, it was, they were like the top pop girls of that time you know, of the beginning of the 2010s and, you know, the end of the 2000s, the early 2000s, you know, those girls were kind of dominating at that time. They were Kesha and all that. And in, in, in their videos, they often have this symbology of religion and all this wicked stuff, right? And everyone was freaking out like, oh my God, they're in there, you know, they're gonna, they're in, they're devil worshipers. Oh my God. You know, everyone was going fucking crazy, you know, and... <laughs> I just think that, you know, who really knows, you know? Um, I do think that it's something for shock value. And I, I look at it like that. I think that's what entertainment is. You get me? Um, yeah, I think that it's something for shock value. Anyways, Lil Nas X, you know, keep shaking up that table. You know, um, after the video dropped, he did release some shoes called Satan's Shoes. And they said that it was a rumor going around saying that there was like one drop of blood in the bottom of the shoe, like the paint of the shoe or something. Cause it's like, it's like a red color of paint at the bottom of the shoe on the sole. And they were saying that there was like a 1% drop of blood and everyone was freaking out. And I just was like, girl, I'm so mentally checked out. I know that this is just being done <laughs> for numbers and TikTok and things of that nature and shock value, you know? So, you know, drop your music and shake the table. Fuck, shake it up, shake it up. You know, we need something to fucking talk about. I'm like, I feel like the industry has just been so fucking boring. The industry has been so boring, you know? And, you know, this is this is pop culture, you know? Um, things are shaking up sometimes, you know? And um, let's not forget that, y'all. But I, I could see how it triggered some people who are very religious and, you know, and then I know a lot of people were coming at Cardi B and coming at these other artists and, oh, excuse me. Oh, my God, I... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I had dinner. And let me tell you what I ate. I had salmon. And I had... Oh, I feel like a fake Wendy. Shout out to you, Wendy Williams. But but no, this is all okay. No, I had... <laughs> I'm laughing, y'all, because Wendy be burping into the mic and shit. And me and, my, me and my good Judy, my friend, we always laugh at Wendy Williams when she be, like, burping on TV and shit and just being a hot-ass mess. Anyways... <laughs> Um, I had Sammy, y'all. I had some pasta and some vegetables, and it was so delicious. Okay, it was really tasty. I had a great dinner tonight, and I'm sleepy, and I know, I know I'm going to sleep like a baby. After I post this episode, I'm going to sleep so good tonight, because I've been wanting to give y'all content, and here you go. All right. But anyways, people were coming back to Cardi B and Lil Nas X. After the Lil Nas X situation occurred, people were coming at Cardi B this morning, I think it was this morning or yesterday morning on Twitter, and she she responded something around the line. She was like, you know, don't bring me into that. She was like, y'all over here saying that I don't like God and I don't love God. She was all like, I love God and I don't play with God like that. And, you know, so don't don't pull me into that conversation, you know. You know, because a lot, a lot of people are triggered by, you know, Lil Nas X, you know, dancing on Satan. I think that was like, you know, the thing that really had people like, okay, you taking it too far. Like we get that y'all, we get that y'all celebrities tend at this shit, but damn, like you just dancing on the devil. Like, I mean, how much more out could you be? But 
it's entertainment, you know, and um, uh, Lil Nas X, you know, shake it up, sis. I ain't fucking mad at you. Everybody else is doing it. And honestly, I feel that people are so hard on Lil Nas X because he's gay. He's a black gay man. And whenever somebody is black and they're gay or trans or some shit or lesbian or whatever, y'all always have so much to say. If it, if it was your favorite rapper, you wouldn't say shit about it. If it was your favorite rapper like Drake or somebody, y'all would sit up there and be like, oh my God, this is this is some next level shit. Like, you get me and I love Drake. You know, Drake, oh, he fine. Drake fine as fuck. He a Yes King Award. <laughs> he is fine. I'm sorry, y'all. But no, anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are criticizing Lil Nas X because... He's gay. He's a black gay guy. You know, he's always been how overly criticized. And, you know, uh, he says he has anxiety now, but he keeps trolling everyone on Twitter. You know, this is great PR. Go for it. I'm not fucking mad at you. Next topic. Kirk Franklin. <laughs> so last week, and I know I'm a little bit late, y'all, but... Oh, and I have another topic. I want to talk about Derek Jackson, too. So anyways, those are my last two topics, and I'm out. But um, Kirk Franklin... There was some footage, audio, uh, not footage, but audio recordings that were released on the blogs, the sense of the blogs, Neighborhood Talk, Shade Room, Shout Out, Love B. Scott, etc. You know, the popular blogs of today's time in which um, Kirk Franklin and his son were arguing. And his son is 33. He, he, if you all don't know Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin is a popular gospel artist, you know, who's been in the game for like 20 years and is like well-respected in the gospel sector. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, him and his son have had, like, this traumatic-ass, you know, relationship and shit like that, where, you know, they fight and they don't get along and, you know, they hate each other, etc. But basically, they were fighting and the son basically recorded the argument and leaked it to the blogs. And basically, on the footage, it was Kirk Franklin, you know, cussing him out like crazy and just ripping him to shreds, saying how he was going to beat him up and just... F him up and calling him the B word and just totally disrespecting his son. But his son was also egging him on and saying, I dare you. I dare you to hit me. I dare you to do this. And, you know, neither neither of them were right. Okay. Neither of them were right. You shouldn't be cussing out your parents, you know, but let me call myself out. I'm, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> because sometimes our parents can be disrespectful and I'm not encouraging people to curse out their parents. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that Sometimes you come from a household where your parents are monsters, right? And I think that that brings up that conversation. I don't know why we all act like our parents can't be villains in our lives, too. You know, um, so I think in that aspect, I could see why his son had enough of his shit and cussed him out and exposed him for his truth. You know, because that has been happening for years, that that type of behavior. Now, is the son correct? No. Um is Kirk Franklin right? No, neither of them are fucking right. And, you know, they're already in therapy. But honestly, it seems like that relationship has sailed. I don't even think, I honestly, because the son did this, I don't think that Kirk Franklin will forgive his son. But also, too, I don't think his son will really forgive him. I think I think that they both are men. And I think that they'll constantly, you know how when people beef, right? Especially men. It's like when a point has to be fucking proven, you don't let up on it. You don't let up on it when you genuinely feel disrespected. And I'm sure that Kirk Franklin has disrespected the fuck out of his son and completely emasculated him. And I'm sure his son has also disrespected him as well. 
You get me? So we don't know who's right. We don't know who's wrong. But as someone who doesn't have a good relationship like me, I don't have a good fucking relationship with my parents. And I've had to check their ass. I've had to cuss them out because they are so disrespectful. Am I proud of it? No. But my parents put me through hell and they gave me hell because of who I am. You get me? And then they blame me for it and they project onto me and blame me for my struggles and blame me for their struggles, right? And when I got to a certain age, I stopped taking their bullshit and I started to to stand up for myself and be like, you know what? You're not going to keep disrespecting me like this. I don't ask you for nothing. I ask you for a relationship. I ask you for love. I ask us to go to family counseling. You you motherfuckers don't want to do it. You get me? Excuse my French, but look, this is the perfect blend, okay? <laughs> you know, but but honestly, there are some relationships, father-daughter, you know, mother-daughter, father-son, et cetera, where it's hard and there's so much pain there. But hopefully both of them are able to put their egos to the side and go to therapy and really work through these issues. I mean, that's what we all want in an ideal world. But also, too, neither of them owe each other anything. Neither of them. If you guys are fighting like this to this extent, I'm pretty sure they've gotten physical before, and I'm pretty sure the family doesn't want to talk about it, but I'm pretty sure Kirk Franklin has attacked him before, or he has attacked his father. I'm pretty sure, because that anger was venomous. That was years of hate that we heard on that goddamn audio footage. I mean, audio recording. You know what I mean? (laughs) And um, that was venomous. That was, oh, that was sticky. You know, that, that was treacherous. They were going at it. And, you know, so neither of them are right. And honestly, I think they... They need to just dissipate from each other. And I think that his son definitely exposed him to get that major get back because maybe his father really did something. And, you know, and then the sister jumped in and she was defending her father. And she was like, you know, we gave you a good life. You didn't want the good life. You're a bum. You're a fuck up or whatever. So she was saying that to her brother, you know, and then they went on the Tamron Hall show and and addressed it. And, you know, basically Kirk Franklin is on this apology tour and, you know, I'm a Christian, all this bullshit, forgive me. You know, I'm a Christian man. I make mistakes. I'm a human, you know? Um, yeah. Who gives a fuck? You know, you are not perfect just like everyone else. And, you know, um, you know, Christians, they tend to, to be so super righteous and things of that nature. You know what I mean? And, they're people too, and they have they have all these dark secrets and things of that nature that everyone has. You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily feel bad for Kirk Franklin. Um, I think I feel bad for the son, but honestly, I just think both of them really need to take a break from each other. And sometimes you don't need to talk to your family if your family is that fucking toxic. It's like you get to a place where it's like it's not gonna work because I'm not gonna I like I had to get to that place with certain family members where I was just like you know what it's not it's not working because you don't want to let it work I want I want it to work I'm here I'm showing up I've tried for years I've tried to get y'all to understand me I fought I've I've cried I've done all that you don't want to understand it's like me it's literally me hitting my head against the wall I'm done next topic Derek Jackson so Derek Jackson is a popular YouTuber. Oh, let me take a breath. Y'all just been talking. How do y'all like this episode? Look at the flow. Good shit, huh? Derek Jackson is um, a popular YouTuber. He's a relationship guru, a relationship guru, you know, uh, love and advice expert. And, you know, he writes all these fucking books on, you know, love and 
if you're a woman, how to be treated by a man. If you're a black woman, you know, what you should expect from a man. And basically he has built his entire brand on catering to women and putting women up on game as to how they can create standards for themselves and how they can date and what they can do to, to make men treat them right, right? And why men do the things that they do and why men cheat and why men are not loyal and why men lie and why men don't text back and why men don't date and why men want to fuck you and not fucking take you out on a date or even fucking ask you your first name. They just want to see you and put it into, you know, and, and poke you, you know what I mean? So he's built his entire brand on that, you know? And I ain't gonna lie. I watch Derek Jackson on YouTube. You know, I watch some of my, I watch some of the popular relationship gurus. I might not talk about him all the time on my podcast, but even when I'm quiet, you know, she always keeps her ears to the streets. Okay. But <laughs> um, basically, you know, I was watching him and I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was a fan. You know, I definitely tuned in. I know he did a few of the TV appearances and stuff and I definitely watched a few of them. I, let me, I wasn't a fan per se. Like I never bought any of his books, but I definitely watched a few of his videos because he is one of the, the top gurus that are black men right now that are doing it on YouTube. You get me? So this big scandal came out and Tasha K, shout out to Unwind with Tasha K. Tasha K is another popular YouTuber. That's not, that bitch is sweaty as fuck. Okay. Tasha K is so messy. I love, oh, <laughs> she's so good. She's great. Tasha K is amazing. I love Tasha K. She, she is the problem though. You know, I don't always agree with everything she do. You know, but she funny as fuck. Anyways, Tasha K exposed him because a few of his mistresses came forward. So if you all didn't know, Derek Jackson, he's this relationship guru. A lot of people didn't even know he was married because he never talked about his wife. He never really talked about his kids. Um, he mentioned that he was married a few times, but never wanted his wife to be on camera. No one knew who his wife was, you know. So he was always very private about his wife. And his and his his children and things of that nature, and then lo, lo and behold, in 2020, he mysteriously posted, uh, not mysteriously, but randomly posted a photo of his wife and their wedding and them dancing after never posting her before for years. They got married about five or six years ago, and you know he's always been very private. So it's like for you to be a relationship coach why haven't you posted your fucking wife? Like, why hasn't your wife come on? Why hasn't she done anything? You get me? So when, when Tasha K got the receipts from one of his mistresses, she made sure to... <laughs> Tasha K is... Oh, she's so problematic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tasha K is the key. I need y'all to go on YouTube. That shit is lit. Like, when this story broke over the weekend, I was gagged. Oh, I was so gagged. I was like, oh, my fucking God. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Anyways. Oh my God. Listen. Oh, the journalism in me. The journalism in me. I'm sorry. Oh God. I feel like a terrible person. But it's it's such a good story because he has given Tasha K problems in the past. Her and him have fell out, you know? So for her to take this and just expose, I'm like, oh, what a spicy. Mm. Mm -mm. Finger looking good. Finger looking good. <laughs> Anyway, she exposed him. She did a, one interview with one mistress. And then over the past few days, she's just been releasing countless interviews with all of his mistresses, with all of the receipts of how he was cheating on his wife last year, last July, on his birthday. He didn't even spend his birthday with his wife. He flew to Atlanta and flew one of his mistresses out to Atlanta, paid for everything, paid for the room, paid for the entire trip, paid for everything, tricked on her. You get me? spent the weekend with her, and then cut her off out of nowhere. I guess he was working on things with his wife. 
you all should go follow the story. Anyways, this has completely went viral because so many people, he had a huge fan base, okay? And, you know, so many people loved Derek Jackson. You know, he was tall. Actually, no, he's not tall, but he looked tall in his videos. You know, he appears to be this tall, dark, and handsome man with beautiful teeth looking like a model. You know, he he was that 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 uh that epitome of a beautiful black man, you know, who who is the good guy, you know, the guy that doesn't cheat, you know, the, the guy that, you know, who who is committed to his partners and he's honest and he's so this and he's writing all these books. He basically was, you know, following the whole Steve Harvey thing, you get me? So when news broke that he was a cheater and he was a whore, just like all the rest of them, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. When he when when the story broke that he was cheating on his wife, you guys, it went viral and everyone is so heartbroken. But you know, we all know why. It's it's because Every when you have a fan base and when you built that relationship with your supporters or whatever, a lot of people look up to you and they and they believe that you're being honest and they believe these things. And of course, everyone isn't perfect, right? But he definitely, you know, was out here lying and stuff, child. So everyone is taking it and they running with it. You know, some people are like, "Well, he's a flawed man. He's still a man." Here's my thing, though. I just think that. In today's time, we have all been so programmed to accept infidelity. I think that a lot of people don't value relationships. I don't think a lot of people value commitment anymore. And I don't think a lot of people want to do the work to be committed. And I think that a lot of people don't have self-control sexually. So, and I'm not trying to make myself sound like I'm perfect or whatever, but I've never cheated on anyone or anything, you know? But <clears throat> I think a lot of people don't have self-control, right? They don't have self-discipline. They don't have the ability to communicate and admit that they want to mess around or at least break up so they can go mess around and try someone else, you know? And um, just, I don't know. And, and, and honestly, I think in today's times, it's more accepted because back in the day, people were still cheating and still sleeping around. People were still loose, right? That's something that has always been happening. I don't think that, because people often say, back in the day, it wasn't like this. No, back in the day, it was like this. Men were still out here cheating, you know. Bar that song with Barbara and Shirley didn't exist for no fucking reason, goddammit. You feel me? Um, <laughs> you know, where Barbara caught Miss Shirley or Shirley caught Miss Barbara, whatever that R&B song, that soul song was back in the day. You feel me? But basically... People cheat and, you know, I don't put it past any fucking body. You know, I feel like, I feel like now with, with the dating sites and everything that we have, sex is not valued. You know, I think, I think sex used to be viewed as like this valuable thing, right? Especially for heterosexual people. Sex is just viewed as the sacred thing between them. You get me for procreation, all that bullshit, you know? And I think that now we've all been so programmed, especially if you are a woman who dates men or you're a femme or anybody who, who dates men, right? We've all have been programmed to just accept the fact that they fucking cheat, you know? And that's something that I think that that's the rhetoric that we all have because so many of them are just non-committal and, and that energy is being taught. You know, they teach each other to do that. They, they act like each other. They do all this bullshit and they don't have the ability to just to just be committed, you know? So in my book, it's like, if you're going to fucking cheat and be and do all this stuff, don't even get married. Why get married and have kids? Why sit here and create a lie and, and you know, try to build your life if you're going to be a fucking cheater? Why do it? 
you know, there's no reason to put anyone through that, you know, and everyone feels bad for the wife, you know, she's been going through some things, she's been pulled down, etc. Um, you know, here's my thing. She's there and she wants to stay. And I'm sure that she has been, you know, mind controlled and stuff, you know, because they are extremely religious and stuff like that. And she was saying, you know, the devil is attacking us. It's like, no, sis, the devil isn't fucking attacking your marriage. Your man is fucking cheating on you and he does not want to be with you and he's not happy. So he's going to go look for that elsewhere. And even if he says he is happy and he wants to work on it, he repeatedly has been stepping out and you've known about it even before the mistress came out. You, This is not new to you. You knew that that man was cheating on you, but you sat there and not to kick her while she's down, you guys, but I'm just, I'm just saying it like it is. You knew. Every woman knows. Everyone, everyone knows. Even if you're a man and you're being, everyone knows. You can literally feel when, when someone who you're dating or you're within a relationship, it's the energy thing. You can feel when somebody else is in the picture. It's something that's real about that spiritual stuff and that energy when you're with somebody. You can feel when there are other people around. You can feel it. You can feel when they're talking. You can feel when they're lying to you. You can feel it. Just some of us choose to ignore it. But that's another conversation for another day. Anyways, Derek Jackson, shame on you for putting that woman through all that fucking bullshit. And I hope that she gets the strength to leave. I hope that she grows and she turns back into herself and not living her life for you, which she has been doing all these years, giving you children and shit like that for you to disrespect her like this, you know? But... You know, this is why I encourage women to live for themselves. I'm just like, you know what? You have to live for you because these men are looking for women to control. Like, and I'm not even saying that like on a I hate men thing. That's not what I'm saying at all. But a lot of these men, most of them are looking for a woman who who will obey them and be like sort of like a slave. You get me? Sit here, be pretty, you know, fulfill my sexual desires and my needs, be my whore and be my and be my wife. You know, be my whore. And what is what is the the mother and the whore dichotomy or whatever the the whore and the Madonna? I'm sorry, I think I'm messing it up. But you know, be my whore and be my wife and and be and be my sacred piece, right? A lot of these men want you to literally give your life to them and sacrifice for them so they can be happy when they don't want to do shit for it. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people feel so let down though because he definitely was. He was someone that people he he gave a lot of women hope. You know, he even gave me hope, but it's, he fine as hell. Shit. And even outside of his even outside of his looks, he's really intelligent. He's well spoken. You get me? He he gave me hope. Shit. Not I, I don't know if I'm gonna find no man, honey, because I'm just I'm a black <laughs> I'm a black chancellor child. They they over here taking us out left and right, okay? Oh, the fire alarm is on in the house. We're gonna keep going through this fucking show. I'm not fucking stopping. Okay. But <laughs> but no, he, he gave a lot of black women in specific hope, you know, and women in general, you know, but specifically black women who date black men and the struggles that come with with black love, you know. Um, and so I could see this. I could totally understand why this is being going so viral like this. And it's it's all over the blogs. Everyone is talking about it. And it's fucking crazy. But there you have it. That's an episode of the Perfect Blend um, podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you for allowing me to share space about my friend uh, daily. And um, I will be back very, very soon. And I will be um, having a guest to do um, the daily dedication episode. And I really want you all to just continue to, to share my podcast, listen to my podcast, play my podcast, run through it, you know, um, share it with a friend, spread the word, share it on your Instagram story, share it on Twitter, you know, pin it on your Twitter page, share it on Facebook, you know, 
tell people about this show. Um, I really like it. And I know I go, I know I disappear on y'all, but honestly, life is happening and I'm, and I'm really trying to just keep it going. And I'm hoping that one day I can get the courage to come to YouTube <laughs> and, and put out my stuff there and um, continue that. I do have a YouTube channel and I do have an interview on there with um, actor Verton Banks, if you want to check it out. Um, but thank y'all for the love. Thank y'all for the love. And um, this was amazing and it was fun. It felt good to come back. And even though I'm going through some things I'm pushing through and um, thanks for listening to me talk in a ramble. This was so fun and um, you'll hear from me soon. Take care. Thank you.